0: Hello, and welcome to Pregnancy Confidential, Week 19, Do You Think I'm Sexy?, the Pregnancy Body Image episode. Pregnancy Confidential is a girlfriend-to-girlfriend real talk podcast from the folks at Parents Magazine, where we have your back and your bump, all of your different bumps, through all 40 weeks. I'm Dana Points. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Parents, and with me today is...
1: Chandra Turner. I'm the Executive Editor of Parents. And...
0: Diane Dubrovner. I'm the Deputy Editor of Parents. And between us, we've had a few babies. I think it's the number today is six. Yep. So we've all encountered this pregnancy body image thing a couple times apiece. And I have to be honest, everyone likes to talk about the pregnancy glow. You know, people tell you you're glowing, and they ask you how you're feeling. And at this point in your pregnancy, week 19, you might even still be feeling, particularly if it's your first pregnancy, a little more bloated than blossoming right you're like you might have a little bump you might feel some movement but you're probably also maybe just feeling a little chubby you might have some pregnancy acne maybe you know if your belly's grown a bit you can see some little stretch marks so feeling sexy might feel far from achievable right now but this can change and not everyone feels that way so we're gonna talk a little bit about that today But first, we're going to talk about our favorite subject, which is how big is your baby this week? You know, everybody, us parents included, we all compare growing babies to fruits and vegetables. So this week, your baby is? Large mango. A large mango. That's pretty substantial. Diane, what do you got? A square tissue box. I prefer the mango. It's (laughs) smooth and circular.
1: How How about a junior
0: bongo drum? Right. Which now that you're a mom, you're really familiar. You've probably tripped over one, right? That's right. Or one of those Google Cardboard virtual reality things that you look through. My younger son. Was... Yeah, I want one of those. Oh, it's pretty cool. He was really...
1: Not my uterus, but I do want one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It would be cool if you could grow something like that in your uterus.
1: (laughs) Someday, perhaps. More of those sharp corners. Right. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, if you want more
0: details about what's going on with your baby this week, you can be sure to sign up for our daily pregnancy email. It'll tell you about size and shape and and even more critical stuff like baby's development and maybe your own emotions and how you're feeling. Visit parents.com slash pregnancy daily to get the scoop. Coming up in a moment, we'll talk about whether pregnancy is a sexy time. But first, a word from our sponsor mm
1: wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Okay,
0: back to the show. So our topic today is, do you think I'm sexy? Pregnancy body image. Now with all the talk about losing your pregnancy weight or bouncing back after birth, which is seemingly all the celebrities seem to do, it is easy to forget that for nine months, you have to live in a pregnant body, whether you love it or hate it. And some women do hate it. So can you be pregnant and sexy? The The idea of it kind of goes against the images that we see on TV. You know, you often see pregnant women who are either kind of scatterbrained and Ditzy or bathing in a tub of ice cream. It's not always pretty. <laughs> but I don't know if you guys ever watched Jane the Virgin, because I think that's kind of breaking the mold of starting to portray pe- pregnancy in a more flattering right, mm-hmm. light. Right. And acknowledging that pregnant women can have urges, big urges. And, you know, there's a reason. There's always a reason for that. It's always hormones. Right. But logistically, what's going on is you have more blood flowing to your breasts, you have more blood flowing to your pelvis. So you might just feel more sensitive and then sex could be better than ever. So you might feel that you're more attractive and sexy than you were before. Like your breasts are growing.
1: I don't know. I think it's two different things. Honestly, Mm -hmm. like I probably was hornier when I was pregnant, especially with the first one, mm-hmm. um, and like wanted to have sex more. Well, you're um, totally
0: freed of the concern about getting pregnant.
1: <laughs> totally. Right? Totally. Yeah. And I think that I felt sexy you know, inside. But like looking at myself, I did not look sexy. I mean, maybe my husband thought so because my boobs were enormous. And right. because I hadn't breastfed any yeah. babies yet, they were like still high Perky. and enormous. Perky and enormous. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't say that, like, I look like, you know, Chrissy Teigen. And yeah, you know, that's sexy pregnancy. And I don't want and I was to sexy have that before pregnancy. Also, yeah, totally, so. totally. So I don't want that standard, you know, like for anybody. No pressure. Yeah, right. it's too much pressure to right. be sexy and pregnant. Sex and pregnant, yes, but sexy and pregnant is too much. In that order.
0: So I do think things have gotten better since I had my first pregnancy in terms of the fashions and, you know, I mean, the bras when I was pregnant, and it wasn't even that long ago, but they were were really workmanlike they were like sports bras and now at the magazine we get all these all this information about lingerie and fashions for pregnant women and so I open some of those emails occasionally and I'm like wow they've really come a long way they're like lacy and and pretty and fitness wear has gotten a lot better so you definitely have the wardrobe options I think now to really play it up play up that cleavage but not everybody feels great, right? So you gain weight. Your belly is And not necessarily, out.
1: right, not necessarily in places you want to. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I always had
0: pretty good body image, like just not really been that concerned by it. But I will say that going into my first pregnancy, I loved that I felt like I didn't have to hold my stomach in because yes. I, you know, I had taken my share of ballet classes and fitness classes. And so I was really conscious of posture and kind of sucking it in. And I just loved that I didn't have to worry about that. Maybe it was almost physically impossible to suck it in after getting pregnant.
2: Especially around 19 weeks. It was sort of the perfect oh, yeah. time because I spent the first trimester walking around with a file folder in front of my stomach so that right. no one would know that I was <laughs> pregnant. And then once the cat was out of the bag, I was yeah. sort of like, oh,
1: yes, I have a little Here's bump, my bump. yeah, Yeah. 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 I had a striped dress that was form-fitting black and white. It was kind of like Almost chevron. I think maybe it was chevron when I put it on, but it wasn't chevron when it was hanging up. But it was like super form fitting. And I remember going to my baby shower actually on the street in Manhattan and being catcalled. And I was like, "Wow, eight months. I was yeah, yeah, I was much bigger than 19 weeks. I was like very pregnant." And I was like, "Really? Like, whoa! <laughs> I still got it." And I'm like. <laughs> obviously pregnant. There's no question.
0: Did you guys have any specific body image issues or stuff that really bugged you? My nose
1: was really big and bulbous. And I just didn't feel I didn't feel attractive because I had this bulbous nose. Um, and everybody liked to pretend that it wasn't there. I'd be like, oh, My nose is like <laughs> so bulbous. And they I don't know. It looks fine. It looks beautiful. I don't notice a difference at all. Of course, they did. So you really think they were lying. They know that they were lying because at one point I had a friend who was a makeup artist show me how to contour my nose. Yeah. So why would you need to do that unless I really yeah. did have a bulbous nose? I remember my hair
0: getting really thick. And that, that, that yeah. My hair was long Pregnancy at, that, hair at that time. And nice. it got really thick and it felt great. I loved that part of it. And the big breasts. That was not too bad. You know, if you listen to the celebrities, they're really of two camps on this, too. Hallie Berry said that she felt her sexiest when she was pregnant, which is lovely. And then on the other hand, you have Jessica Alba, who said, I never felt less sexy. And I think in her case, she had said it was really related to the, the weight, which I guess that makes sense. Acting and modeling and all that is a, a very image conscious business. But hopefully our, our listeners don't feel too obsessed with that.
1: Yeah, my job, I, I can be fat, right? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares.
2: I had these really great black stretchy pants. I think I probably wore them a hundred times. You know, I mean, they were really got me through. They were a lifesaver, yeah. But I think I was lucky to have a husband who liked the curves. He used to say, you know, it's like, your body is changing so much. It's like I'm having sex with a different woman every oh, week. Oh,
1: interesting. That's nice.
2: I never thought that about it.
0: nice. I'm so selfish. I never thought about it from his perspective. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, listeners, are you feeling sexy or maybe not so sexy? Tweet us your thoughts at Parents Magazine with the hashtag #PregnancyConfidential. This week's Relax, You've Got This segment is about what happens if you have a health condition to contend with during your pregnancy that is completely unrelated to carrying a baby. Now, about half of all adults in the United States have one or more chronic health conditions. This could be something like diabetes or epilepsy, obesity, depression. So that means there's a good chance, those of you listening, that about half of you are contending with one of these health concerns. And it can be worrying. You're wondering how your baby's growing. You're wondering if maybe some medication or some lifestyle behaviors that have been recommended to you because of your health condition, how is that affecting the baby? The good news is that as long as you're closely monitored and communicating really openly with your OBGYN and then fostering communication with, if you're seeing a specialist, your specialist and your OBGYN, the good news is the chance that you will have a normal healthy baby, even if you have a chronic health condition, is very high as long as you get that good prenatal care. You might, though, find that you need to get the way you're being treated for your condition changed, but you shouldn't do anything without checking with a doctor because sometimes stopping treatment when you find out you're pregnant is worse than continuing the treatment, even if they know the treatment bears some risk for, for your baby. So I think we should start with one of the most common things, which is obesity There are a number of recent studies that suggest that the heavier a woman is before she gets pregnant, the riskier it is for her pregnancy. So if you're already obese when you went into pregnancy or very overweight, which is slightly technically different, you're probably going to be told to gain less weight than somebody of a normal weight would. So your doctor might tell you you can't gain more than 20 pounds in your whole pregnancy. And that's really important because that's also linked with another common condition
2: Diabetes. Lots of women who didn't have it may end up with gestational diabetes, which is pretty common and you'll be screened for throughout your pregnancy. And that's it's pretty easy to control once that's been identified by your doctor. But if you had
0: type 1 before you got pregnant, it's probably super important that you are following
2: whatever regimen your doctor gave you and controlling your blood sugar really tightly. Right. Right. And I'm assuming that the amount of insulin that you're giving yourself may change throughout Mm -hmm. the course of your pregnancy. And so you need to really stay in close touch with your specialist. Right. Another one that's really common
0: is depression. Um, Having depression before you get pregnant is a risk factor for having postpartum depression. So you're going to need to discuss both whatever medication you might be on for your depression with your OBGYN and your specialist, but also then after the baby comes, be aware that you're at higher risk and share any concerns that you have about that with your OBGYN and also with your child's pediatrician.
2: Another thing, although I think we should should mention, is that depression during pregnancy for the first time is really pretty common. And I yeah. think that we talk a lot about postpartum depression and how normal that is. But I think that women who find themselves depressed when they're pregnant feel guilty because right. it's supposed, supposed to be, to be the so happiest happy. time in their yeah. life and to the point where they may hesitate to talk to their doctor about it. And that's yeah. that's really something that you need to share. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to be on medication and you right. can talk about the pros and cons of that, but you should be open with your doctor about how you're feeling, even if you're not sure, like I just feel because sometimes it may be physical symptoms that you have or Or insomnia or something. So depression meds are one of the
0: areas where there's been a lot of controversy and a lot of uncertainty back and forth about whether women should take them or whether they should switch maybe medications during pregnancy. That's one, especially depending on what type of antidepressant you might be taking, where you can't just stop taking it you really need to talk to a doctor. Your dose might need to be tapered if they're going to switch your medicine. Many of these drugs now, they feel that it's better to continue taking them than it is to go off of them when you're pregnant. Just a couple others, because it's not like those are the only three. Um, Epilepsy, that is a, a tricky one, because if you were to go off medication that's controlling your seizures, having a seizure can increase your risk of miscarriage or stillbirth. So for most pregnant women, I think the feeling now is that being on some type of medication that controls the seizure risk is less risky to the baby than stopping that medicine. Another one, high blood pressure. And high blood pressure can can put you at risk of preeclampsia or placental abruption when that's when the placenta separates from the uterus. So that's why every time you go to see your doctor, you get weighed, you pee in a cup and they take your blood pressure. (laughs) And if you do end up having to take blood pressure medication, there are safe ones.
1: So don't worry. It's never a good idea to hide this stuff
0: because of fear that you might be prescribed something.
1: I didn't have high blood pressure. My asthma came back. I had asthma as a child and then didn't have it for... 15, 20 years, and was kind of surprised that I had shortness of breath during one of my pregnancies. And they said that was actually quite common, that if you used to have asthma, it could come back. And so my doctor gave me an inhaler. I mean, I just needed a couple of puffs a day, and it was fine. So I just didn't have that tightness anymore. And then it just magically went away when I had the baby. It that's was funny, very strange.
2: Funny. Yeah. Migraine is actually one common condition that tends to get better when you're pregnant. Oh, so that's that might interesting. be a nice relief for moms to be who've suffered from migraines in the past. That's fascinating. If you have certain health conditions, you
0: might be told that you really don't have the option of giving birth in a birthing center or at home. You might be told you really need to give birth in a hospital. That way you can be monitored. The baby can be monitored more closely. You kind of want to take advantage of everything modern medicine has to offer if you have a chronic condition.
1: Any further thoughts on this that might help people well, kind Well, of I think relax. that anxiety too, we talk about depression a lot, but I was on anti-anxiety medicine because I was an insomniac all throughout my 20s and I made the decision to go off of my medicine before I started trying to get pregnant. Then, of course, I couldn't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That would have happened anyway, because you can't sleep anyway when you're pregnant, right? Well, I guess that's true. But, you know, actually, for the second one, my doctor, because a lot of studies have been done on Paxil and some of the other medications Mm -hmm. that had come out at that point with pregnancy. And she says, well, now I feel just as confident with you staying on it if you want to. But my insomnia wasn't as bad with the second kid. I don't know why, but it was Because you were
0: exhausted from the first kid. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't, exhaustion and then insomnia. No, don't, that's that, true. It, yeah. They don't occur. Um, no, I wish that they did, because if I could just be tired enough... Um, and then, once I started talking about it with other people, I realized i wasn 't the only one who was on you know anti anxiety or antidepressants um, I, I thought all pregnancy. of New York was I think on pretty it much all of new York <laughs> right so um, I think it's something that you you know obviously talk to other people about don 't feel ashamed it's just you know it 's just a chemical thing going on in your body and You know, you might actually be able to stay on your meds and and still feel sane during your pregnancy and get a good night's sleep or Mm -hmm. whatever your anxiety or whatever your depression issues are, but don't keep it to yourself. Right.
0: That's it for Pregnancy Confidential for today. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Parents Magazine, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Parents Magazine, Or Instagram at, of course, Parents Magazine. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Leave us a rating, too, or a comment, because it helps other people find our show and it gives us a sense of of what you're thinking. So the great thing about this podcast is, unlike others, you don't have to wait a week for the next one to appear. If you want to know what's going to happen in week 20 or beyond, you can go ahead. TF up the next
2: episode right now.